0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, May 25th, talking Reds baseball today with Mark Sheldon. As always, Mark, we thank you for the time and you know, Mark, we said uh, last Friday, I believe, that we wanted to have some more uplifting topics to talk about on this week's edition of the Reds podcast. But you know what? The numbers are what the numbers are. It's tough to find some uplifting things when you've lost uh, nine straight games. As of this discussion, the latest setback uh, Tuesday night, losing to the Dodgers 8-2. to But that was the Major League debut of Daniel Wright, so the numbers don't jump off the page. Uh, five and a third innings he was solid uh is this going to be a kind of a one and done deal for him or given all the injuries and all the setbacks and inconsistency in that rotation could he stick around for a little while
1: it could go in one of two different directions uh he just kind of really zoomed under the radar he's not a top 30 prospect he started the year in double a he was a reliever he got some starts and then just really just rose to the top very quickly uh they could give him the one-and-done, and and send him back to Louisville. Uh, John Moscott is going to be pitching tonight in a rehab assignment along with Anthony DiScofani. Moscott got clobbered with uh, four home runs and nine earned runs his last time out. They really wanted to give him the extra start, even though he's healthy. Uh, So he could, Moscott, if he pitches well today, go into that spot and and replace Wright. Uh, The other way they could go is uh, Alfredo Simon has been really lousy uh, for his last few starts. Actually, most of the season would take away two starts, and Brian Price kind of indicated that the, the time for sitting on their hands and waiting for guys to get better is about over. He, he showed that by demoting three relievers uh, last week, and now they're they're looking at possibly doing that with Simon. So I could see Wright staying around if they decide to, to, to go uh, with a different route with Simon, either in the bullpen or whatever, um, but yeah, They really like the guy. He came up quickly, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, Mark, to backtrack to uh, Monday night, and uh, let's talk about uh, Brandon Finnegan. You know, the the poor guy, he pitches his heart out, and he has the misfortune of doing so on the same night. He's opposing some guy named Clayton Kershaw. I tried to think of some comparison, and the best I could do was you're in a, a karaoke competition, you sing your heart out, the song of your life, and you find out the other finalist for a – A $10,000 grand prize is Adele. So that's kind of what happened to Brandon Finnegan here. He goes up against the very best in the game and uh, kind of a strange outing for him. He only struck out two. He walked four, but nonetheless, he did have the uh, eight inning complete game. Are we still kind of figuring out what Brandon Finnegan is or who he is or who he isn't? Or is he just a guy that is going to be a roll of the dice every fifth day?
1: I wouldn't go so far as to say roll of the dice, but he is still a 23-year-old kid who is starting for the first time in the major leagues. And you, you take the ebb and the flow of what comes with that. He's not going to go out and do this every single time. I will say that he's had some bad luck because when he's had these really unbelievably strong, awesome starts, he's had the misfortune of uh, being either against a really good pitcher on the opposite side or having the bullpen uh, give it away and not getting the win for him. So, uh, he's been kind of a hard luck pitcher, and of course, sometimes he's made his own bad luck with walks or home runs. So uh, I think they're very impressed with him. He's, believe it or not, the only pitcher in the Reds' rotation to have made every single start, uh, not because of, you know, he's not been skipped because of struggling or because of injuries. So uh, that's something they're, they're pretty positive about. And if they can get him to get past the sixth and seventh inning more often, like he just did. Uh, they would be thrilled, but he's uh, someone with a lot of confidence. He's not afraid of anything. Uh, he's he can be a little defensive at times. He thinks he, he can do everything and anything at all at all times. Uh, but he's like I said, a work in progress, and uh, they're very encouraged by him.
0: You know, we see sometimes that when a guy is the the main piece in a in a big trade, such as Brandon Finnegan was in the Johnny Cueto deal uh, last year, helping the Royals to win the World Series when Cueto you know uh, anchored that rotation. Uh, sometimes it It kind of messes with a guy's head to know that, you know, hey, I'm the key piece going back in this deal for a guy that this team, my former team, wants to help win a World Series. Is there any of that mixed in with uh, Brandon Finnegan? Because as you said, he's been around since 2014, but he's still only 23 years old. Does he put or has he put some added pressure on himself because of the trade that happened and who he was traded for?
1: I haven't noticed any of that, and uh, I think one of the reasons why it hasn't is even though he is the most known of the three players that came over in the Cueto trade, I don't feel like he's the centerpiece of the trade. I think you look at uh, John Lamb, who is one of the players, and I think the the, the most anticipated now is, of course, Cody Reed because he hasn't been up yet. He's a top prospect. And I, I think the, the, the three of them are, are kind of taking that on together. I don't. I don't view Finnegan as a guy that really spends a whole lot of time thinking. I have to do this because of this. Uh, I think he's just really focused on just taking the ball and pitching. And for the most part, he, he's done that pretty well. He's, you know, obviously had some some hiccups along the way. Got clobbered the night that Jake Arrieta threw the no hitter against him. Uh, but there's, I think there's been a lot to, to like about him this season so far.
0: Absolutely agree, and uh, Mark shifting gears here a little bit. It was uh, two weeks ago today that Ross Ohlendorf, uh hit David Freeze with a pitch during the uh, Reds-Pirates game back on at May 11th, and Ollendorf initially suspended three games, but that uh, suspension has been overturned. And I don't know about you, but I was a bit surprised, uh, not because I think that Ollendorf did it intentionally, but rather because all the recent bad blood between the Reds and the Pirates the last few seasons, the last uh, two in particular, and I thought for that reason alone, that suspension was going to stick because they wanted to make an example out of it and try to curtail all the beanings going on between two teams. So, again, I was surprised that the suspension was uh, reversed. Uh, What about you?
1: I was surprised it was reversed, but for a slightly different reason is that I don't ever remember a time in my time of covering baseball that Major League Baseball has ever rescinded a suspension completely. I've seen him reduced, and I was honestly expecting him to get reduced till two or one games. But I never thought he had the whole three games and the fine wiped out. I was I was uh, really stunned by that. Uh, it was clear that he was not trying to uh, go after Freeze, and it was just a crazy night. A lot of pitches got away, and and you know the Reds and Pirates do have bad blood, and I'll I, be curious to see if this carries over in the next time. I don't know if the, the all indoor suspension would have done anything to change that, but it's it's certainly the uh, a, a, two teams go inside a lot, and the Pirates. Inside against everybody, not just the red. So we'll see how that pans out. It turns out, I guess, the one piece of collateral uh, damage, and this is Brian Price, he had to serve his one game suspension because there's no uh, appeal recourse for managers. So he already served his suspension, and I'm guessing if he had a chance to appeal, he might have gotten his uh, suspension lifted as well.
0: Yeah, that seems to be the case, uh, given that Ollendorf's uh, three games were wiped out. And uh, you brought up uh, the Pirates, and we saw what happened. Last night, not to go too off track here, but, uh, you know, Gene Segura hospitalized after he got hit with a pitch by Archimedes uh, Caminaro. So the Pirates are building uh, quite the reputation, if you will, and the next time that the Pirates and the Reds lock horns, uh, it'll definitely be interesting. It's always interesting with those two teams, uh, lock horns, no question. Uh, Mark, to begin to wrap up here, you had a very interesting article on uh, the Reds' website about uh, Diane Diaz. He made his major league debut on Sunday after not one, not two, but 11 Seasons in the minor leagues, uh, you know, we hear a lot of stories about guys chasing their dreams, and but eleven years—I mean, that's that's a long time. There had to have been some ups and downs for him, you know, mentally and uh, wondering if uh, he's on the right path, if this dream of his is ever going to come true. It finally does. In speaking with him, what are the impressions you got from him as he finally achieved his major league dream?
1: Yeah, he he came so close to having this realized uh, at the end of spring training. He came all the way to Cincinnati from Arizona. He went to the you know the, the exhibition game in Indianapolis with the team and, and came back and at the workout day uh, the day before opening day he was sent to Louisville and uh, he, it was definitely frustrating for him uh, he, you know he's waited a long time it's kind of like Jumbo Diaz in a, in a sort of a similar way is Jumbo Diaz was kind of overlooked for many years uh, he, he waited 13 years to get to the major leagues and a lot of people thought it was because of his, his size in, in the sense that he was he was too big and too uh, heavy. Uh, to make it, and uh, maybe people overlooked his stuff, and then with with, uh, Diane Diaz, who in Red's camp this year was named Jumboito, uh, (laughs) because he's smaller, and, you know, he's listed at 5'10", 195, but when I stood next to him the other day, I I would be shocked if he's an inch above 5'8", and 175, so he's a smaller guy, and, you you know, big pitchers now are kind of in vogue at the major leagues, and I just didn't... he he thinks maybe possibly, and Brian Price agreed, that maybe because of his smaller size that he didn't get any looks. I mean, this guy had a 2.05 ERA uh, over those 11 years in the minor leagues, and that doesn't stink. And yet he was a free agent without a job uh, after the Red Sox didn't re-sign him. So he signed with the Reds in November and got a big league uh, invite and made the most of it. And they they were impressed with him. And it was a matter of time with the way the bullpen was uh, struggling this year that he would eventually get his chance. And he was very grateful and waited his whole life for it, and, uh, you know, he's been impressive in Louisville, and and the big thing with him is that he gets ground balls, and that's something they are really coveting right now. That's why they made the moves for him and for A.J. Morris and Josh Smith is because they can keep the ball on the ground, and they're hoping that maybe that different direction will get them, uh, you know, get that bullpen kind of uh, stabilized a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us would do some serious soul-searching after 11 weeks, uh, not not to mention 11 years. So uh, credit to on Diaz. Hopefully his, uh, he spent his last day in the minor leagues. Hopefully he could stick in that uh, Reds bullpen. But certainly a, a great story for this Reds team, no question. Mark, to begin uh, to wrap up here, uh, the series against the Dodgers wraps up tonight on this Wednesday night before an off day. And then beginning Friday, it's off to Milwaukee and Colorado. What are some storylines that you and Reds fans – Uh, should be keeping tabs on for these next uh, six or seven days?
1: Well, certainly the losing streak is now uh, getting into semi-historical areas. It's it's nine games. They had a 13-game losing streak uh, near the end of last year, and I think that was the second longest in in club history, and I think the longest is 19 games. They certainly need to uh, get out of that somehow just to change the narrative a little bit, and Milwaukee would be a good place for that to happen. Uh, you know, the problem with the Reds going into today is they have only three road victories. They don't play well on the road. They have to figure out a way to do that. And, again, going to another struggling club that's rebuilding would, would go a long way to uh, maybe improving their fortunes a little bit. Um, you know, going forward also, you want, you want to kind of see where the, uh, the rotation might start seeing some familiar faces again. John Moscott, like I mentioned earlier, could be coming back. Anthony DiScofani probably has a couple more rehab assignments starts after this, and then I think um, you know, later in the month we might be seeing guys like Michael Lorenzen and, and uh, Rysel Iglesias possibly beginning rehab assignments. So uh, on the injury front, they might be getting well soon. Homer Bailey's a little bit ways of off. Um, as far as on the field, Eugenio uh, Suarez has really been struggling. The strikeouts are really accumulating. He needs to get hot again. And I think, uh, of course, Joey Votto has been, you know, he's hitting almost just above 200 right now. And uh, he needs to get going again. So that's a huge uh, thing for them. If they can get those two guys going, I think things might, you know, start going in the right direction.
0: Let's hope we have some W's to discuss as we do this again at this time next week. Uh, Mark Sheldon, as always, we thank you for the time. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras Cincinnati Reds.